Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want you to know that there are some friends of mine who have seen the title of this podcast and they are cracking up. They won't stop laughing for a week. The idea that Stephen Mansfield, of all people, would do a style guide for men is just too funny for them to deal with. Well, it is kind of funny. I am not a clothes horse. I am not someone who wants to be, you know, sacrifice himself on the cutting edge of the latest styles. Uh, but I do have some thoughts for men and their style, and I'm going to talk about it. Style to me is how you present. Style to me is how you kind of package yourself, kind of brand yourself, kind of uh, present yourself to the world. And it's something that a man, a real man, a good man, a true man, a man who wants to lead ought to be intentional about. So I've got 10 things I want to say about style. I hope they help you. I will not do this again for another decade or two. <laughs> but I do want to do this because I think it'll I think it'll be fun. And these are some things I've had to learn. I don't mind you knowing that, you know, I'm over six five I'm about six five. I've been over six feet since I was in adolescence. I've been over two hundred pounds most of my life since I was about eleven. Uh, I've got size fourteen or fifteen feet, depending on the shoe maker, the shoe manufacturer's brand. And uh, I have to be intentional about the things that I wear, the things that I do. So at least I've had to give some thought to it, even though I'm, I certainly wouldn't urge you to model your clothing after me. Uh, and I can give you some help. All right, number one. To every guy out there who wants to present well, who wants to look good, who wants his manner to be right with people, you have to begin practicing getting input from other people. You do not see yourself accurately. When you look in the mirror, you don't see yourself. And when you look in the mirror, you're probably standing still. So you don't know how you move. You don't know how, uh, you know, how things uh, look when you're uh, in natural motion with other people at a party at work. So one of the most important things about developing a style uh, about about being a stylish person, about being a person who presents well. When I say stylish, I don't mean, you know, whatever comes out of GQ magazine. I'm talking about presenting well is that you have to get input. Be humble enough, be secure enough to ask a friend who's a good dresser and presents well and has an easygoing manner with people. Ask your sister, uh, ask your girlfriend, ask, ask a girl you're not dating, but is just a friend or two or three girls or anybody who is good at this stuff. Ask an older man who's got a handle on uh, what's good at find a guy in a clothing store who can give you advice and who's not just trying to sell you something but get input this made all the difference in my life when I started trusting some guys to help me out when of course I married Bev and uh, she's a producer and does a lot of stage producing and so she has a real eye for this kind of thing uh, she's dressed rock stars and all, all that kind of stuff that producers sometimes have to do so get input. Find some people who can help you out. The reality is that you are unique. You're a unique size. You're in a unique shape. Your body moves a unique way. You need some people uh, who love you, who want to help you, but who aren't uh, afraid to tell you the truth about what works and what do- what doesn't. There's nothing worse than a dude wanting to be 
uh, dressed in some style or, or, or attired in some way that just isn't appropriate for his build or his manner, uh, even if it's if it's great, you know, for who, who for Brad Pitt or whoever. So get input and listen to it. That's one of the most important things I can say. Number two about style, and I'll get off the principles here in a minute and get down to some specifics. But number two about style is dress one click. Up. This is something I say to myself all the time, um, and I realize that I'm a little older than most of you, and I also realize that I'm in a professional world. But uh, even when I'm dating, even when I'm with friends, even when I'm just uh, you know hanging out, I take my my clothing and I dress one click up. I'll throw a jacket over jeans for a night out with the guys, or um, I just I just take it up a notch. I'm not a prude. I'm not uh, you know a guy who's uh, you know, overly effete, uh, dressed uh, too too nicely for every situation, uh, but especially in a in a mixed group, especially in a professional situation, uh, especially when I'm um, on stage, on television, whatever, I just take it up a click. The only time I don't do that is when I decided to take it down a click to make a point. Like sometimes when I'm on Fox, I'll actually go get more, a little bit more casual because everybody there is attired to the teeth, man. I mean, they're just almost overtired at times. Uh, and so I'll take it down a little bit to, to be more authorish, be a little bit more informal there. But most of the time I dress up one click and I think that that helps. I'm not saying show up at the pool party in a suit. I'm just saying show up at the pool party in something that looks great a little bit more than just grunge. And especially for you guys who are younger, bear in mind that your whole culture is oriented towards grunge and comfort. And that's, that's fine at one level when you're just hanging with your buddies. But as you move up a little bit in the world, as you want to attract the girls as you want to, you know, be making an impression professionally, just take it up one notch makes a big difference. Okay. Uh, Number three is this, and especially if you guys are like me, for those of you guys who are like me, I am, I am not going to take my styles out of the pages of GQ. Uh, I am not going to buy everything that Esquire magazine tells me to buy. Uh, but I do need a style guide. I, I, I had a father who's a good man and a war hero, but taught me almost nothing about how to dress, what to wear, how to match things, how to roll up my sleeves, how to tie a tie, uh, you know, how to take care of shoes, all that kind of thing. And so you need to have some kind of style guide. Now, what I'd recommend is that you subscribe to the, to the um, email blasts, to the newsletters from artofmanliness.com artofmanliness.com. They'll have a lot of interesting articles about everything from Plato to, you know, how to go out on a date. And then they'll tell you the best way to roll up your sleeves, the best way to tie a bow tie, the best way to tie a regular tie, the five different kinds of bow tie knots. Uh, They'll tell you how to pair a jacket with khakis and all that kind of thing. Some of it might just bore the heck right out of you because, you know, you're not interested in that side of things. But I've learned things from them. I'm in my 50s and I've, you know, been decently dressed. I've been wearing suits for professional purposes since I was, you know, 18 because I I went to a college where you had to have a tie on. And so uh, I'm saying that it's been very, very helpful to me. So get some kind of style guide. It used to be that men pass this kind of lore on down to their sons. They don't now for the most part, even if they have, you know, if they're, even if they're tight with their sons. And so get, be reading something. And I'm not talking about magazines like GQ and Esquire that are primarily about selling things. I'm talking about practical stuff. You can find online newsletters, even stuff on YouTube uh, that tells you practical things about how to dress, um, how to match things up, how to make things work. Uh, I'm just now learning the best way to tie a bow tie. I'm going to start wearing bow ties from time to time. And I'm, and I'm learning from, a, from both uh, Art of Manliness and uh, some YouTube videos uh, how to tie that for a bigger man, which is what I am. And so um, get a style guide. Don't be ashamed of that. We don't know everything we need to know. 
And so we need to learn some stuff. All right, let me get a bit more practical. Uh, Number four is that you need to get the medical help that you need. Now, don't, don't laugh this off. Older men might be suffering from a loss of testosterone. Younger men might have pores that people could fall into. They're so big. Uh, you might have really bad acne. Uh, you might have really bad dandruff. Uh, you might have some skin rash that really makes you dry and flaky. Whatever it is, you might have horrible, horribly uh, shaped and misshapen teeth. Um, you might have some other kind of deformity. I'm not talking about getting a lot of surgery. I actually don't believe very much in that, especially for men. But I do think that most men, many men I've known, could be helped uh, with things that made them insecure just with one visit to the doctor. You know, one lotion that takes care of the, the acne or one thing that closes up the pores or one thing that fix, fixes that rash that's running up the neck or, or one, th- one, one, one little medication or one even some over-the-counter recommendation that deals with the, the dandruff that's, that's just coming down like snow or whatever it is. And certainly for older men, uh, who need weight management, uh, men who need to deal with their testosterone, uh, low levels, whatever it is, get the help you need. I can't tell you how many men I've talked to. I can't tell you how many men have come to me and said they really want to look good for their spouses. They really want to be men who are you know, exemplary in their profession, but they have this or they have that. And the thing they mention is something that can be dealt with. It's a weight loss issue, or it's a, maybe it, sometimes it'll be a little cooler haircut, which is just a matter of going to another uh, barbershop or getting some help from a friend. But most of the time, it's something medical, and it really can be dealt with, okay? So don't don't get all self-conscious, but do get the medical help that you need, okay? Um, the other thing I want to say, number five, is some of you guys, as you're sitting there listening to me right now, you're already feeling some degree of financial pressure. You're thinking, man, I got to go to the doctor. I got to buy a new wardrobe. I got to do all this stuff Mansfield's saying. I got to dress up one click. Well, listen to me. Uh, I, I'm, I don't believe in having a massive wardrobe unless you're you know, the president of the United States or the king of England. Uh, I do think that most guys need to have a few nice things at every level. All right? So, you need to be able to, you know, throw on a pair of shorts over a bathing suit and throw on a decent T-shirt and some decent shoes and go to a pool party. Uh, you, you you need to be able to go hang with your buddies on the court, you know, obviously. Uh, you, the, but then, you know, you need to be able to do the casual thing, the jeans and a shirt. And then you need to be able to throw a jacket over those jeans. And then you need to be able to wear slacks and a jacket. And then you need to be able to wear a suit. In other words, have a few things at each level. You don't need to impoverish yourself or your parents uh, by having a whole bunch of nice stuff or the latest and coolest stuff. You just need to have a few nice things uh, at, a, at, a, at a few levels. Most people have, most guys especially, believe it or not, have too many clothes. That's why they're confused, overwhelmed, don't know quite what to wear. Have a few nice things at every level. It's okay to go ahead and spend, I'm just making this up now, I don't know what it would cost, but let's say a $500 jacket um, if, it's, if it's one of only two that you have, but it looks great with everything. So don't, don't think you have to just blow the budget. Um, just, just get what you need, get a few things, have a few nice things at every level. And of course, you're going to have more, more things at the more casual level, which is fine. All right. Now getting real, real practical here. Number six, I want to tell you that one of the discoveries I made that made a big difference in my grooming made a big difference in the way uh, that I present was I, I changed from using shaving cream, which almost every man does because he sees it on TV all the time, or maybe he saw his father or an uncle or some friend using shaving cream, and I have switched to shaving oil. Now, listen, I can't tell you the difference this made. Uh, I know it sounds weird to talk about this on a podcast, but it doesn't bother me. Um, I have a very thick beard, and I use 
used shaving cream because I saw my father, the colonel, using shaving cream. And I saw every guy on every football game commercially using shaving cream, all the sports heroes. But I got to tell you that there is a problem with most shaving creams, and that is that they dry the skin. Um, they're not that good for the skin in some cases. And so I switched over uh, not too long ago to shaving oil. I did it because I read an article about it. I did it because I tried it once and it made a, it just felt so much better. I did it because it's actually cheaper and I travel a lot um, and it actually saves me money. And that's actually a very, very small bottle. So uh, shaving oil will probably be, even be new to some of you, but actually um, there's a kind of oil that uh, is used for shaving. This tends to be more true in British culture than uh, here in the States. And uh, I'm not kidding when I say that five drops of this oil covers my entire face. I have very thick beard. Um, I use Somerset shaving oil made here in the United States. I use the one that's made for tough stubble. That's what they call it, tough stubble. And uh, I'm not joking that five uh, drops in my palm rubbed over my, my face uh, gives me the best shave I've ever had in my life. The bottle is about an inch and a half to two inches tall. Um, it looks like you'd use it, you know, in one session. Um, but it lasts me for months. It, I travel many times. I'm often on a, like flying out from my home, uh, hometown three times a week, not uncommon at all for me that to happen. So travel and packing for travel is very important to me. This bottle is, a, is, is smaller than your thumb, probably, uh, certainly smaller than my thumb. And uh, it lasts forever, helps moisturize my skin. Um, it, it's one of the best discoveries in grooming aids I've ever, I've ever come across. And if you, you probably have a lighter beard than I do, um, you may have a problem with dry skin. Almost all guys do. Um, this really has been amazing. It's more fun. Uh, it gives me better shave. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Some of you guys are going to, by the way, ask me what kind of razor I use. If I didn't travel all the time, I would actually use a straight razor. Uh, but instead, I use the Extreme 3 uh, disposable razors because that's the only thing I can get through uh, security at airports. Uh, they'll confiscate razor blades, so I can't use the kind of things that I want. You certainly can't take a straight razor on there, you know, the, the kind that looks like an unfolding knife. Okay, that's number six, shaving oil. And I use Somerset. I don't have any connection with them, any product I mentioned in this little podcast. Uh, I don't represent any company for any product anywhere, anytime. So that's just something that I use and I like very much, and it makes a massive difference. Okay, number seven is most guys, uh, well, I won't say most, many guys don't use a deodorant that's strong enough for them. You need something that's not going to wear out. You need something that's not going to weaken. You need something actually so that you could actually skip a day of deodorant uh, because who knows, you're traveling or whatever, uh, and it's still working for you. And the only one that I know of that really works that well for me is Mitchum. Again, I have no connection to Mitchum whatsoever. Uh, not getting paid for any endorsements here. There's no box of Mitchum in my house to sell you. Um, but I use Mitchum. You can use Mitchum with scent, Mitchum without scent. There probably are others like that. I'm not an expert. But but most men need to use a deodorant that's stronger than they think they need. And when you lose use a lot of these kind of um, you know frou frou types, highly perfumed types, uh, d- d- types that are about more about how the smell makes you feel than they are about really dealing with body odor, uh, you're risking. Uh, so be careful, listen to people who give you feedback and use something that's a little bit stronger than what you think you need. Also cologne, cologne is one of those things where you ought to have very few of them. They don't need to be sweet, uh, and they need to be manly. 
Okay, so get some good stuff. Get something that doesn't have to be expensive. Get something you like, and bear in mind that even something you like the smell of when you smell it on another guy, you smell it in the bottle, smells different on your body. Uh, I, for example, have always liked this when I was growing up, especially, I liked the smell of brute. But brute, when it goes on my body, somehow mixes with my body chemistry and doesn't, doesn't smell as good to me. So I use other things. As you get older and you get maybe a little bit more money, you know, earn a little bit more, you can buy some nicer colognes. But I got to tell you, frankly, um, I don't find that much difference between uh, real expensive stuff. And I've got some real expensive stuff um, and just stuff that's that's kind of, uh, you know, at a price everybody can hit like polo or something. So. I've worn the Pierre Cardins, I've worn Polo, I've worn other stuff. I have a, just a couple that I use. I'm not going to tell you which ones because I'm not endorsing anything and, it, and, it, and it's custom for you. So uh, be sparing, don't overpower, but mainly get people, get, get people you trust's input uh, because when you put cologne on you, it's, uh, it's going to smell differently. And by the way, cologne should be kind of an accent. It shouldn't be the main thing about you when you walk in the room. Most young guys especially wear too much. All right. Number nine is this. I want to talk to you about your manner. Notice I didn't say manners. I said manner. Manner, in my opinion, includes your manners. It includes how polite you are. But your overall manner is the way you are with people. And the way you are with people is going to be one of the coolest and most noticeable things about you. Can you say an encouraging word? Uh, Can you say something kind to somebody after they've just been insulted? Uh, Can you build people up? Uh, can you say a kind person to a woman without being overly flirty? Can you, can you, uh, compliment the way she looks without sounding like you want to jump in bed with her? Uh, can you, can you be a bit of a leader? Can you encourage a group in a certain direction? Uh, your manner is something you're going to have to work on. It's something you have to pay attention to. It's something you're going to need input for, but your, your manner includes manners. Can you be respectful? Can you make an introduction properly? Uh, can you say thank you when somebody buys the meal or somebody invites you over and not sound like you're just sucking up? Um, but your manner is the way you present to other people. And again, I urge that you get some kind of a guide for the manners side of it. I urge that you get input from people. Um, but your manner is very, very important. Um, Many, many young men especially uh, don't even think about this. And actually, they come across to girls and to other guys very dull. They don't talk very much. They kind of mumble. They never take a lead. They never take responsibility for changing the feel in the room. Um, but, but, But a good man... A man who is um, desiring to be a person who presents well, has style, and takes the lead is a person who has to think about their manner, like I say, which includes manners. And I want to say that, that, that one of the things um, that makes for a great manner brings us to number 10. And I'm going to spend a few minutes on this, and then my time is up. My producer, Isaac Darnell, will beat me up if I go too long on this episode. But I want to say, and this is number 10, and it's connected to number 9, one of the coolest things you can do, one of the mo- one of the best ways you can be, one of the most important things about the way you present is to forget about yourself. Now that sounds crazy. I've just spent nine points telling you how to take care of yourself, but the goal of mastering your style, mastering your clothes, mastering your body, mastering your manner is so that when you're with other people and you're out in the world, you're not constantly self-conscious. You know very much what it's like to be in a room full of people who are self-conscious all the time. All they're thinking about is them. I don't want to make the wrong move. That was awkward. I was so embarrassed, blah, 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 blah. 
the coolest person, the person people like, all the surveys show that the person people gravitate to is not the person who's thinking about him or herself all the time, but the person who is able to forget about themselves and just throw themselves into the group. Think about who you really like in the groups that you're in. Isn't it the person who's fun and laughing and maybe a little bit rowdy and just is, hasn't got themselves on their mind all the time? Oh, they can say something funny about themselves or self-deprecating, put themselves down humorously a little bit, but they're not sitting there all prim and proper, preoccupied with their hair, preoccupied with how they're sitting, preoccupied with how cool they're being. No, they're just all in. And most of the people that you find attractive are people who are all in. They just, they, even if they're high style and good looking, they've gotten themselves to a point where when they're with other people, they can forget about themselves and throw themselves in fully. Those are the people we're attracted to. Those are the people who lead, who aren't just always thinking about themselves first. So my 10th principle is get to the point with all your other decisions about style and with your own soul, your own mind, your own heart, that you can forget about yourself when you're with other people and throw yourself fully into the crowd to do good, to have fun, to live a rich life, okay? So here they are very quickly. Number one, get input from other people. You don't see yourself clearly. You need help. Number two, dress up a click. Take it up a notch. Dress a little bit better everything you do. Not ridiculous, not overstyled, just a little bit. Number three, get a style guide. I recommend artofmanliness.com. That's where most guys can begin. Number four, get whatever medical help for whatever medical situation you've got. Don't be ashamed. We've all had stuff like that. Get help. Most of that helps cheaper than you think and easier than you think. Number five, don't have a massive wardrobe trying to cover every six inches of eventuality that you might need to cover. Have a few nice things at every level and you'll do fine. Number six, Mansfield endorses shaving oil. Made a massive difference in quality of shave and quality of skin. And it's also cheaper and it travels better. Get you some. I use Somerset. Number seven, deodorant stronger than you think you need. Number eight, a cologne that doesn't smell like a, you know, um, doesn't smell ridiculously sweet or feminine, something that's quality. Don't wear too much of it. Get input about it. Remember it changes chemically when it gets on your body. It might not smell the same it does on another guy or out of the bottle. Number nine, think about your manner with people. That includes manners, but it mainly includes the way you get out of yourself and you impact the group, impact the date, impact the person, uh, lead things, shape things, determine things, uh, encourage people, be positive by the way that you simply are with people. Work on that. Get help on that. Read books about that. Be good at that. That's both leadership and it's good style. And finally, the, the, the sexiest, coolest, most popular popularity-inducing thing you can do is to get to the point where you've got all that stuff covered that I've mentioned and you feel secure and you know who you are and you're clinging to your principles and you're clinging to your God and you're clinging to all the things that define your life and you can just be with people and forget about yourself. Those who are preoccupied with themselves are boring. Those who can forget about themselves and throw themselves into the group, those are the people who are engaging. And thus endeth the Stephen Mansfield Once a Decade Style Guide for Men. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, 
Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates. Available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnold, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.